Our second lesson is from the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. And our story picks up today right after the angel has come and told Mary that she will bear a child. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child she carried leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, We pray that your word would come to us anew this day, that we would hear the words that you speak of hope and love and peace and joy, and that in hearing we would be transformed. We ask this all in the name of the one who has shown us the way, Jesus. Amen. In order in our denomination to become ordained, you have to do a master's program, a master of divinity, and it's a three-year program. And it seemed to me that in that first semester of the second year, like everyone in my class had a nervous breakdown of some sort. I remember taking my Hebrew final and crying through the whole thing because I had been up all night and I was so very tired. Luckily, I was so tired I wasn't even embarrassed about crying. I just wrote and cried. And here we are. Part of what happens for a lot of people is that that's also the time when a lot of their ideas of the Bible and of who God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit are, they get turned upside down. I can remember for one classmate, it was discovering that those first five books of the Bible, which are called the prehistory, that those were not actually necessarily historical accounts. We don't read Genesis as a timeline for the creation of the world. 
we read Genesis to hear the story of who created the world. But for someone who had been told that all time could be counted from that moment, it was very upsetting to learn. And so a lot of people felt that they came in with certain ideas and suddenly they were being challenged to think in new ways about who God was and how God worked in the world. Mary comes to Elizabeth and this amazing thing has happened. An angel has come to visit her and the angel tells her that she will bear a son who will be the Messiah. Every idea Mary has about what God might do in the world is turned upside down. And the truly amazing part, in addition to, say, the angel and God, the truly amazing part is that this young girl says those words that are so important. Here I am, a servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. She accepts what God is telling her through the angel. And so now that she's in this frightening circumstance, she runs to her cousin, Elizabeth, who is also pregnant with John the Baptist. And I imagine Mary comes busting into the house and tells Elizabeth that an angel has visited her. And another miracle occurs in that Elizabeth doesn't laugh at her. Instead, Elizabeth too is given a sign and that baby in her womb begins to leap. And in this supernatural way, Elizabeth knows that this is the truth and that Mary has been chosen for something truly special. And if you wondered what Mary did or did not know, I will tell you that Mary knows a lot And we can tell this when she sings this song. The words that Mary speaks, they're a song. I like to imagine that what is happening inside Mary is so incredible that all she can do is have this creative expression and sing. You can't reason your way through it. And so instead, she sings all that she has been told and all that she believes. And what she has been told is that she has been chosen. And friends, Mary is a nobody. She's barely more than a girl. She is a female in a time when females had absolutely no power. For her to have been chosen is unfathomable. But she is, and she believes And she sings at how blessed she is to get to be a part of God's plan. And Mary is someone who has also been raised in the faith. And she knows that this Messiah will turn the world upside down. That all those people who were able to rule just because they were stronger, suddenly Christ will come into the world and none of that will matter anymore. And all those people who have been outcast, who have lived in darkness, all those people who are on the bottom of society, there would be a Messiah in the world who cares for them as much as anyone else. Mary knows. And Mary has this song that she sings for Elizabeth and for you and me. But here's the thing. God is God. 
And there are always elements of God, who God is, that will be a mystery to us that we cannot understand because we are not God. And what the story of Jesus Christ will show us even more fully, what I'm not sure that Mary can even grasp, is that Christ is coming into the world to offer salvation to everyone. To everyone, not to those who deserve it, not to those who make good choices, not to those who worship only, but instead Christ comes into the world and offers salvation to those who want it, to those who want to be brought closer to God, to those who need to hear a word of hope and of joy and of peace and of love. It is to those people that Christ will come. We all gather around the manger this time of year. And I don't care how well things are going. We all bring a bit of darkness with us because the world can be scary and confusing and there are people who hurt and suffer. And we gather around that manger and we wonder, is there any hope? And what we are given is the bright light of Jesus Christ that promises to walk with us each day of our life and who promises that he will come again, that he is with us now, with us always, and will come to us in a new way that none of us can even imagine, but we can have our hope in that. When you gather around the manger, I hope you bring everything that you are sure of, every story of the Bible that has nurtured you, every relationship that has built you up. But know this, that the Holy Spirit is also there. And the Holy Spirit promises to do a new thing. And there is always more hope than we can even imagine because that's who God is. That's who Jesus Christ is. Christ is the one who came and served and gave everything in order that we might have life. And so we'll come with all of our hopes and dreams and we will remember the love and the joy. But let us also remember that there is much we don't know, all of it good because our Lord and Savior is good. Thanks be to God for the possibility that exists and the love we have in Christ. Amen.